Good morning and welcome to St. John's Lutheran Church. Uh, we're here for worship gathered for morning prayer on the second Sunday after Pentecost in this beautiful June morning here in Alexandria, Virginia. I'm Pastor Bron Campbell here at St. John's. I'm Pastor Jack Meehan. And joining us also behind the camera is Jennifer Hills, our Director of Youth and Christian Education, uh, moderating the comments. If you have any questions, feel free to put those in the chat and Jennifer can link back to those as well. If you'd like to follow along in the worship bulletin, you can find that at sjlc.com live. Print out a copy of the bulletin so you can join with us, sing along with us as we continue through the service. Our, uh, providing the music today, Susan Gobine, our director of music, and her husband, Jurgen, who have pre-recorded all the music, so they are present with us virtually. So we are glad that you are here. Please do join along with us in worship as God's people. The service begins with the welcome found in the worship bulletin. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. O Lord, open my lips, and my, and mouth, my mouth shall declare, declare your praise. praise. Glory, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and will be forever. forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, o come, let, let us, us worship, worship him. him. O come, come let, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it and his hand formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory, Glory be, be to, to the, the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. <clears throat> Our psalm today is Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve, Serve the, the Lord, Lord with gladness. gladness. Come, Come into his, his presence with singing. singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter, Enter his, his gates with thanksgiving and his, his courts with praise. praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And, and his faithfulness to all generations. generations. We join to pray. Almighty eternal God, in the word of your apostles and prophets, you have proclaimed to us your saving will. Grant us faith to believe your promises, that we may receive eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. We join together in our opening hymn for this uh, beginning of the season of the church, this time following Pentecost, following Trinity Sunday. We join in singing praise to the Lord, the Almighty. Thank you. 
The first scripture reading appointed to be read on this day, the second Sunday after Pentecost, is from the Old Testament book of Exodus, chapter 19, reading from verse 2. The people of Israel set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai, and they encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain, while Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the epistle reading is from Paul the Apostle's letter to the Romans, chapter 5, reading from verse 6. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Gospel reading today comes to us from St. Matthew, beginning in the ninth chapter. 
As we read the gospel today, I invite you to join together reading our highlighted memory passage in verses 37 and 38. Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said, said to, to his, his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You receive without paying, give without praying. Acquire no gold, nor silver, nor copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor a staff, for the laborer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But and now, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The message for today, the second Sunday after Pentecost, rises up out of that gospel reading from Matthew chapters 9 and 10. So as Pastor Campbell mentioned, it is a bright and beautiful morning here in Northern Virginia, and my garden at home is looking pretty good at the moment. Think back to the month of April. Remember what April was like? It was very wet. It was very cool. We finally had favorable planting conditions for all of those things that we love to put into our gardens, tomatoes, peppers, onions squash, cucumbers, eggplant, all that stuff. 
And so now with the recent warm weather and the rains that we've been receiving, those plants are just shooting up. I find it very satisfying to watch what I've planted with my own hands thrive and flourish. And as I watch these vegetables grow in the garden, I wonder what will the harvest outlook be? So I guess the old adage holds true. You can take the boy out of the farm, but you can't really take the farm out of the boy. Uh, there's something of Farmer Jack that is in Pastor Jack. Well, the farm where I grew up is a place where my brother and his family now live. And for whatever reason, I still receive at my house a publication called, guess what? Harvest Outlook. Except it's not addressed to me, it's addressed to my brother. I guess the publishers think that he lives at my house, which he does not. <laughs> but this, this magazine, this publication is all about things that are of interest to those who till the soil, weather and crop conditions, planting season, commodity prices, land values, all that stuff. So based on a lot of data, projections are made in this publication about what the harvest outlook will be for soybeans, for corn, for wheat. What is the harvest outlook? That's the question that is before us today in the gospel lesson as Jesus calls and sends his chosen apostles into the world. And the scripture memory verse that we spoke together in that gospel reading serves as the basis for today's sermon. Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. The theme for today's message is entitled Harvest Outlook. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching, the hearing, and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. As Pastor Campbell mentioned at the outset of the service, we are now entering into that long season after Pentecost that stretches out for the next six months. The church year is different than the calendar year. The church year is different from the school year, different from the fiscal year. It has its own way of reckoning time. The church year is divided into two halves, our Lord's half year and the church's half year. And our Lord's half year includes the three high festivals of our Christian faith. Christmas, which celebrates the gift of God the Father. Easter, which celebrates the resurrection of God the Son. And Pentecost, which celebrates the outpouring of God the Holy Spirit. And so our Lord's half year follows the life of Jesus and runs from December through about May, and we follow Jesus' advent and birth, his epiphany, his life and ministry, his suffering, death and resurrection, his ascension into heaven, the coming of the Holy Spirit. That's all 
our Lord's half year. And then what follows is what we're now just beginning, the church's half year, which is all about our response to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And that runs from about June through November. And the liturgical color for this long season after Pentecost is appropriately green, the color of life and growth in the natural world around us. In truth, Jesus already knows what the harvest outlook is, not vegetables in the garden or crops in the field, but the kingdom of God. Jesus knows what this harvest outlook of the kingdom of God looks like, what it will be even now. He tells us this right here in this lesson. He says, the harvest is plentiful. Not a poor harvest, not some meager ingathering of what has been sown and planted, but a harvest that is plentiful. And that's important to remember. My dad used to say that a person didn't need to travel to Las Vegas to gamble. All you had to do was plant a crop. Pretty big gamble right there. Because there are so many things that can go wrong. Poor weather conditions like too much or too little rain, scorching heat, windstorm, hail, list goes on and on. So when that crop is finally gathered in, you are ever so thankful. That's a good job done, my dad would say, when the harvest was finished. With the harvest of souls in the kingdom of God, there are also many things that can go wrong and inhibit that precious seed of faith from taking root and growing into maturity. In about a month's time, we will hear Jesus' parable of the sower and the seed from Matthew chapter 13. And we find out what these things are that inhibit the growth of the seed of faith. The evil one who snatches away the word that has been sown like birds that swoop in and gobble up the seed that's been sown. Or tribulation and persecution on account of that word that causes the seed to sort of shrivel up in the scorching sun. Cares of the world, the desire for riches that choke out the word like weeds that take over the garden. And yet, in spite of all of these obstacles, Jesus still says that the harvest is plentiful. That is his promise. And the Lord Jesus keeps all of his promises. When Jesus looked at that multitude of people who had gathered around him in the gospel lesson, we are told these beautiful words. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep 
without a shepherd. That's the kind of Savior we have, one who is concerned about his sheep, one who is compassionate. That's who Jesus is, whose compassion for his harassed and helpless people moved him to go to the cross for us and for our salvation, as today's epistle lesson tells us. Romans chapter 5, For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps even for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We have a God who has done the unthinkable, the unimaginable. We have a God who has taken our place, substituting himself in our behalf. There at the cross, Christ did indeed die for the ungodly. That's you and that's me. We are the ungodly. Christ died the death that we deserved on that cross and gave his life for us. And this is the seed of the harvest, that good news of God in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. What kind of seeds are we planting now? I think that's a good question for us to wrestle with in this present moment, this particular point in time? Can we see this present moment of all that is happening in our communities and our nation and beyond in the world at large? Can we see all of this not only through our own eyes, but through our neighbor's eyes? As our nation comes to grips with racial injustice and inequality, it is very easy to sow seeds of division and discord. But the Lord calls us to something better. The Lord calls us to sow seeds of justice tempered with mercy, seeds of healing that will lead to that full and abundant abundant life which Jesus came to bring, not just for you and not just for me, but for all people. In that gospel lesson for today, we read about Jesus calling and sending the 12 apostles, instructing them to go and proclaim the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is broken into this strife-filled and sinful world. Jesus empowered his apostles to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. And Jesus reminded them, you received without paying, give without pay. The good news of the kingdom of God that has come through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus is given freely. 
then and now. It has cost us nothing, but it cost Jesus his life. Now, how then are we to live? What will be our response to all that God and Christ has done for us? You know, that word apostle has come into our English language literally transliterated from the original language of the Greek New Testament, apostolos, which means one who is sent. The apostles literally are the ones who are sent by Jesus out into the world. We were not there with Peter and James and John and all of the other apostles who walked with Jesus in his earthly life and ministry, who witnessed the miracles which he did in healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing lepers, casting out demons, but make no mistake about it. We too are sent by Christ into the world to carry this good news of Christ to people everywhere. But we need help. We can't do it all by ourselves. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And that remains our prayer today, that the Lord would raise up workers for his harvest fields. And those harvest fields are not just in some far-off remote location on the other side of the world. Those harvest fields are right here under our nose in our own neighborhoods. And it all begins with prayer to the Lord of the harvest. The harvest outlook is tremendous. And the Lord's desire is that all people be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Each one of us is called to be a witness to Christ by virtue of our baptism into Christ's death and resurrection. And a witness is simply one who tells others what he or she has seen and heard. We are not all gifted by the Holy Spirit to be evangelists, but we are, all of us, called to be witnesses, pointing others to the cross of Christ who loves us, who laid down his life for us all. As we begin the summer and enter into this long season after Pentecost. May the Lord who has begun this good work in us bring it to completion in the day of Christ when the harvest outlook becomes the harvest reality. To the glory of God and for the salvation of many. Amen. And the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly your spirit, your soul, and your body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Amen.
We join our hearts and voices now in a hymn which speaks of carrying this good news as Christ's witnesses out into the world. Uh, Lift high the cross. It is found in that online worship bulletin. We join in singing.
now as those who are sent in the gospel to share this gift of Christ with all the world around us. We join together in professing our faith today in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe, I believe in, in God, God, the, the Father, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Grace be with you as we gather as God's people today. A few announcements before we continue with the service. First of which is we hope that if you are a member of the congregation, you will join us for the uh, regularly scheduled voters meeting, which is taking place at noon today, this Sunday. The uh, meeting information for that has been sent out to, mes uh, to members of the congregation through Church Community Builders, CCB, our online platform. That has all the contact information for the Zoom meeting there. So if you have not yet done so, we invite you to download the Zoom app to your computer or to your smartphone device uh, so you can join us through video that way. If you don't have a computer or another video device there, you can use the information that was mailed out uh, to connect via phone as well. So we do hope you join us for that. We're going to be talking about upcoming changes, uh, proposed changes for the governance of the congregation with our church council, with a revision to our bylaws. That'll be the big item there. We'll then be electing officers to serve in those new roles for our church council for the year ahead. And also a special presentation from the members of our reopening team uh, for looking at how we're going to uh, look to reopen the church in the weeks ahead. Mm -hmm. So many people have been asking about that, so do please join us for that and hear more about that and how you will be able to uh, participate in that through Zoom, joining in that discussion. So that's at noon today, this Sunday, so do please join us for that. Also, you're welcome to continue to sign up for communion appointments. We're having on-site communion appointments still on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11.15 a.m. On uh, weekdays, we've shifted and consolidated so that our communion appointments are now all on Wednesdays for the next few weeks at least. So you can sign up for communion appointments there. Just go to sglc.com live and you can find a link there uh, for the sign-up board for that. So do please check that out and come and receive God's gifts. Finally, uh, as we look ahead as well, you're invited to come and join us in the, uh, the weeks to come for a couple things. One, uh, we invite you to come and join us for uh, a big celebration that's going to be taking place on July the 19th, uh, just over a month's time. Uh, it'll be my final Sunday here at St. John's with my family, my last Sunday preaching. So we'd love to see you very much so. It would not be the same without seeing the people of St. John's before we have to uh, take leave before I go to serve in Illinois. So do please come and join us for that. Uh, other things, we thank you for your continued support for the congregation through, our, through your financial <coughs> gifts. If you go to sglc.com slash give, you can give online, but you're always welcome to mail in offering envelopes or bring them by the church office. Uh, Pastor Muno, any other announcements you want to share? I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. So do please check that out. You can always look at the midweek update that gets mailed out. Uh, if you'd like to know more about that, just go to St. John's uh, webpage, sglc.com, and click on the newsletters and uh, 
uh, postings link up at the top right corner, I think, of the website. Uh, you can click there and sign up for the midweek update as well. So with that, we now continue with the service. We join together in the Benedictus, praising God for his continued blessing and sending a Savior for us. Blessed, Blessed be, be the Lord, the God, God of Israel. Israel. He, he has, has come, come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. We join together in prayer. Today we pray for healing for PJ's friend Jen and her family who have all been diagnosed with COVID-19 in Indiana. We pray also for the family of Mike, a former co-worker of Mike Waring. Sam died this week following a stroke that he suffered back in April. We join together in prayer. We praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You have sent us to declare the gospel for making disciples, teaching them to obey all that you have commanded. O Lord, the fields are ripe unto harvest. Show us our Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. Pour out your Spirit on all your servants, so that we might proclaim your word in these days to bring healing. Speak to your church and confirm your will among us, that we might preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Defend us against the wolves who would devour your sheep. Inspire our leaders. Feed your sheep. Guide your church. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Lord our Creator, in Eden you made people to be in fellowship with you and with each other. Bless, we pray, our congregation's voters meeting today, that you would give wisdom in making decisions that support this fellowship and build more and more souls to the fellowship that we have in you through Christ our Lord. Bless all those who will be elected for servant leadership positions among us, that they may have joy in their serving. Hear us, O God. Your, Your mercy is great. great. Lord Jesus, you offered up yourself, your own body and blood, living and dying to reconcile us who were once enemies of God. We ask that of your grace you would bring your healing hand to bear, relieving suffering and restoring health and wholeness. Guide the work of all those who aim to bring the end to this ongoing pandemic. Remember, we pray, PJ's friend Jen and her family, along with all those we now lift up to you in silent prayer. Give patience and perseverance to endure illness or injury while such things remain. 
Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Heavenly Father, the darkness of death looms over us when we lose our loved ones or see time and time again the crushing effects of sin in this broken world. Turn our hearts to take comfort in you through your risen Son, Jesus the Messiah, through whom you have revealed life with you that cannot be destroyed by death. As we live in your free gift of grace through your Son, by whose life we are saved, send us to share the comfort of promised resurrection for all those who have been called to rest in Christ. Pray especially for Sam's family as they mourn his death. Guide us and direct us as people of the resurrection to share the hope that is within us. Hear us, O God. Your, Your mercy, mercy is, is great. great. Lord, we bring before you all these concerns, along with all those that you know we need. We ask that you would grant all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, our Father who, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, come. thy will be done. done on, on earth, earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. We join in our sending hymn printed in that worship bulletin, We Are All One in Mission.
by Christ the Lord.